Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. I am so excited to have this be the kickoff episode for 2024. We're going to have a blast from the 2023 past with Danielle from the Beauty of Life back on the show to share what's been new for her since we last spoke with her in May of 2023. And in the process of having this conversation, you're going to see in the beginning, I end up we did not, by the way, plan to talk about the past life that we shared and the other human who also interacts as the third element, the third life in the past life dynamic. But it ends up becoming told in a really beautiful way throughout the beginning first half of this episode. And then we go into how her life has evolved and how she's using the skills she's learned using beanbags, using inner voice, uh, beanbag releasing and inner voice to live her life and move forward, still living in the unknown, but also as she shares so wisely that she's aligning with solutions rather than problems as she goes into the unknown following her inner voice. Let's go to the show. Happy 2024, Danielle. Hi, thanks. Happy New Year to you too. I am so excited to have you back with a little update in your life because you sent me a message. How how long ago was that message you sent me? Like a few weeks ago? Yeah, I think it was a couple weeks ago. Um, and I was just letting you kind of know what was going on in my life at that time. And then you suggested this. Yeah. So here we are, just a little catch up of where are they now? We could do this with Jennifer too and find out where she's at now if she's, if she's up for it. But yeah, your message had a lot of new news inside of it. And I thought this seems like we could have a little chat and, and hear how the direction of your life has been going. So here for, for people that are new to you, Danielle, cause we haven't had you on for a few months. When was the last time you were on? Um, was it May? Oh my God, was it May? It was the last time you were on? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Danielle, it feels like it was like October in my head. I was not expecting May to be the answer. Okay, well then it's been quite a while. So for those that are new to you, we had you from January to May, not October, um, on the show. What was the trajectory of your life in that time? And then, you know, just to catch people up that might not have heard the series. And then let's go into what's new since then. Okay, so at that time, I was living um, alone in an apartment and spending a lot of time alone and really wanting (laughs) to um, have a shift in my life for the positive and uh, also move. And uh, I had no idea where things were going to take me, Um, but then I ended up following my inner voice um, to Vancouver. And so during that time, I had moved and kind of released all of my belongings. And during that year, I had been releasing a lot of things and um, starting a new job there, kind of just going um, going along with, I guess, where life was taking me a little bit. And um, yeah, so where we had left off is I had just received an amazing gift of abundance from you where you had given me um, all your belongings that you had um, in a storage and had them sent to Vancouver. So that was an amazing gift. And, um, and I was just settling there and 
getting my life sorted there. Oh my gosh, wait, Danielle, you know what we haven't really talked about? I don't think we talked about the past life connection on the show, did we? No. No. Okay. So along with what she was sharing just now, like Danielle just said, we sent, I had this like desire to manifest somebody that would want to have all of my possessions I had in a container. And I thought, wouldn't that be great if we did a series and then I did a makeover and somebody just happened to need all of my stuff and would actually want to to take all of it. And literally you are the one we manifested who literally, like you said, moved without any things and needed them and has a similar, even didn't some of the clothes even fit you yeah. in the shoes? <laughs> We're like the same size. So it's like really, I manifested very magically, very well. So I thought just as like, a, oh, isn't that cool as a coincidence? But I, the more we went into the process of shipping you this stuff and what we discovered and uncovered from our inner voices since then, it seems like our souls had it planned far beyond and before this life that either of us have been living as as Jess or Bella and Danielle. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. So do you want me to, do you want to talk about it, Danielle? Is that Okay. Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, and I still kind of feel that ending still wrapping up on my end of things, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, we can definitely Ooh. talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then also how our friend Becca is also involved in it too, in not just the story that unfolded in this reality, but also the other. So you guys might've heard on the show, you know, I obviously had the intention, let's find some people that are new to inner voicing or kind of beginners and let's work with them on the show as a way for other people to relate to people like them in some kind of archetypical energy kind of way that they could see themselves in you, Danielle or Jennifer or who we worked with in the series. And then, you know, if I could find someone to give the stuff to even better, because that was also in my desire. But <laughs> what we didn't realize until the move started happening is sending the stuff to you with the movers that I had chosen years ago became more and more complicated and, and negative. Ultimately, I had done everything in my power to make whatever, wherever that furniture was going to get placed. I always thought it was gonna, obviously going to be my own for many years. I was paying for it and storing it there. But after enough life and time and Bella names changes and all the rest of it. I was like, okay, no, this isn't actually meant to be mine. I'm going to find someone that is meant to be for that process of getting that stuff out of where it had been stored for so long. And I'd been doing everything to be such a positive kind of law of attraction, the best positive outcome type of person. It just seemed to go south. Like the TV was broken. The sofa went missing. They say <laughs> lots of different things happened. You had a broken marble. Like it really, it was okay. I think in some elements, but other elements were grossly lacking in their, uh, you know, I don't, professionalism. And it just was really, really, the more it went on, the more exhausted I became by the entire thing. And you were such a beautiful, <laughs> soft support and like such a good sport with it all. But afterwards, I was at one point beanbagging and kicking and screaming literally in my bed. And I was like, like kicking up into the air. And I was like, I've never had beanbags that were as intense as those ones. And I thought it was because of the beanbags of the moving and how it went. So not what I wanted it to be for you to have to deal with. And the next day, my inner voice said, two girls locked in a room. And so this is, by the way, for those that have listened to the show alongside this series, this last 2022, as you guys know from the show, I've mentioned it and IVFT is now actually doing past life specialty. I started dealing with past lives that my soul had had, like they were popcorn popping out of the box like all year. And that was one of them. And that, that word, that phrase, the sentence of two girls locked in a room was what my inner voice showed me that that's why I was kicking and screaming 
screaming the night before is because the kicking and screaming was the feelings of the girl that I my soul had had an experience of being and I realized that those two girls locked in the room didn't leave the room they were killed they might have been raped or tortured I'm not sure but either way she the the girl life that I was feeling into was kicking and screaming and she didn't leave alive but I could also tell the energy of the move mirrored the past life because I could tell from intuitionally I could tell knowing the energy I was feeling in my body that the girl had done everything possible to do everything right to survive this really horrible situation it might have been slavery concentration camp really deep dark not great things and that experience of trying to do everything right to survive, 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 and then only to end up being brutally attacked and then murdered, (laughs) not even after all of the attempt to do it well, that it didn't go well, that she died and that it didn't, that was as much as I knew. And then I obviously did the past lifey kind of process. And then a week later, I thought to message Danielle out of the blue. I didn't obviously think any more about it than, oh, it's another one of my past lives I've got to deal with. And this one's really intense, but that's why the movers bothered me so much. But I told you, and I think a voice message, right, on WhatsApp, is that how I gave you the update? Like, oh, by the way, if you're wondering why I was so upset about how the move went, here's here's what my inner voices told me. But how was hearing that message from me for you, Danielle? Um. Yeah, I think or we video called or chatted um, and you told me, um, but hearing that oh, it was a call. Like, it was a call. We were I was because you reacted in the live real time. You're right. I called you. Yeah. And I literally had chills throughout my whole body. Like it resonated with me so much. And like I didn't really think about anything in the past life, but then I had remembering. So the first day when I saw the apartment, I was walking down the hallway and it was a weird hallway. I've never seen a building like this in my life. And I don't think I've shared this with you. No, I don't Um, know this. I'm getting goosebumps already. What is this part of the story? There was a hallway and it had multiple, multiple doors. And this is the hallway of my building that I lived in. And I got eerie, an eerie feeling. And it's so funny. As soon as I opened the door to my apartment, my sister's like, you can't live here. And I was like, no, it's fine. (laughs) I'm like so positive. I'm like, no, it's fine. And then um, that night we drove up to Whistler and I had a nightmare about that apartment hallway and it being ironically like a prison and it is kind of funny because then I lived in that apartment for months like close to two months on an air mattress with no belongings which is kind of like a prison oh my God. Which is like a prison or a concentration camp is that the vibe yeah. that you got okay well like okay we'll keep going keep going yeah. So that so it's so funny that when you sent me that message, I was like, oh my goodness. And there were so many weird things that were happening to me in that in that time. Like my mail wouldn't be delivered. And then I would go and do the right thing, go pick it up at the place. And then they'd be like, no, you can't get it today. And they're like, it's on the truck to be delivered to you tomorrow. I'm like, but I'm not going to be home again. And then like all these weird cycles of me doing the right thing even my pay wasn't coming it was was like delayed I I, they had mailed it to my address in Ontario and I was like okay I'm doing the right thing I told my dad to send it to me then it got lost in the mail and like all these (laughs) things that I was doing the right thing but all these cycles and I'm like I don't understand (laughs) and then you told me 
about this past life thing and and it just like resonated with me and I was like okay there's a cycle here that we're breaking Yes. And at first I thought, well, how beautiful. I called it the series, The Beauty of Life. And in The Beauty of Life, the real beauty of life is that there are horrific lives that happen. Like, for example, slavery or the Holocaust. And um, like I said, I don't have a place or a time to, to trace our lifetime that we shared back to per se, but it was grim, whatever that lifetime was, as you and I both can understand from the feelings we've had around the experience. And so I thought the beauty of life was that I obviously, when you said that this resonated with you, which I was floored by, I did not call you to expect you to relate to be the other girl, the two girls locked in a room. I thought maybe I had been both girls or maybe I'd had two lives like this. I didn't even overthink the two girls element until you resonated. But then the minute you did, the minute that that connection was made, I understood that I must have been the older girl. And I knew that I wasn't an adult to you, but I felt responsible for you in the other life, not me as as Bella, but like the other life felt responsible to your lifetime, that you were a younger lifetime and that there was some level of friend or sister type of energy that was trying to protect you and keep you alive in the whatever horrific situation that we were both a part of or the souls of us were a part of. And so that last dying wish, even though I tried to support and keep you alive and safe as best as I could, even though I had no real ability to do so better than we are going to do everything right, everything that we can do to survive this. And then we didn't. The thing of that I could just imagine is like the dying wish of that life is to be able to give you what I couldn't have given you in that other life. So giving you all the possessions was all the more poignant and meaningful once that lifetime was figured out because it's like what I couldn't give you in that life was life. I couldn't help you stay alive. But I was in this life able to help you release your trauma, know how to hear your inner voice and give you a bunch of pretty things that you didn't get the chance to have as a little girl in the other life. And that is what, again, I thought, how beautiful, how magical. But then... But then, okay, I've told you the story about Becca, right? You've known this story about how the painting interacts with this whole story? Not completely. Or have you, is this new to you? Okay. Are you ready for this, Danielle? And listeners, I've already asked Becca if I can share this. I haven't shared it yet, but this obviously must be the perfect time to do so. We didn't plan, by the way, guys, for Danielle and I to go specifically into this. But okay, so one of the things in, amidst the things that the movers did wrong was that I had this beautiful painting. If those have followed me on Instagram probably are familiar. I had a beautiful painting from Australia that I got from Antoinette Ferwerda. She's an amazing artist and painter in Australia. And I bought it as a big like kind of leap of growth and and claiming what I was capable of when I was younger, probably 33, 34 when I was in the flat in Australia. So I got this big, big painting the size of a sofa, really big and maybe seven or eight feet long by like five feet tall. And it was beautiful. It looks great over a sofa and I loved having it. But then when I was sending the things to you, that was the one thing you didn't really resonate with. And it was ultimately the most expensive investment I had in the container. So I wanted to make sure if you were going to like it, I didn't want to just send it over. So I decided with your you know, blessing that I was going to keep it and send it to London and have it in my flat here when I had a flat. And so I told the movers, don't send the painting to Vancouver, take the painting out of the container and send that that will get shipped to from New York where the container was stored for the last several years. It has been stored in New York. So it's going to go from New York to London for like 2000 
dollars or something. I forget what they quoted me, but that was what was supposed to happen. Instead, you get a container including the painting. And now all of a sudden this painting that's supposed to come from New York, the east side of North America to London, now is on the west side of North America, way further away. And I am devastated. And they also charged me for the creating of it separately and the storage of it separately in New York, even though it never was created or stored there. So they not only were like arguing, they also ultimately messed it up so much. This is again, part of why I was kicking and screaming in my past life, uh, beanbagging of this because it was so, so messed up, so wrong, so many levels. So I was super frustrated. I decided to find another moving company to ship the painting from Vancouver. And the quote was like $6,000 to get the painting instead of two or $1,600 to get it from New York. It was going to cost triple at least the cost it was supposed to. And I was just not even telling the movers. I was just dealing with it until I got the invoice for the crating and the storage fees of New York because they still, because the billing department didn't know that the movers didn't do what they billed for. So they're still billing me as if they did it. And even though they didn't even realize as a company, they'd messed it up. So in the meantime, time I post on Instagram, does anybody, is anyone interested in the painting? And I had done that. And I think I must have mentioned it on the show briefly that the painting made its way to Vancouver. So weeks and weeks later, you've got the painting in your house and I get eventually, and I have no idea what to do with it. It's like now six or $8,000 to send it over from Vancouver. And I haven't made any moves to do it yet. I'm getting like other quotes to see exactly what's the best quote to get this sent over. Um, and meanwhile, the movers are like, no big deal. We'll just send it and we'll charge you. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to ever deal with you again. Please just ugh, leave me alone. And in the meantime, I get a message on Instagram and it's in the you know unseen messages. And it's like, hey, is that painting still available? And I don't even realize I've mentioned that it's in Vancouver on the show. So I'm just thinking if she think if this is person, whoever she is, is reaching out, she's thinking it's in New York. And I'm thinking we have a very international audience. This person could be living anywhere. But she reaches out and I said, well, where do you live? Yes, it's still available, but it's um, it's uh, where do you live? And she goes, Vancouver Island. And I remember that day like no other. I was floating on a cloud because I was thinking the odds of this woman of all the places in the world to be, to be exactly where the painting got shipped to is outrageous. Again, just on the surface of regular life, that felt crazy, but yet there's more. So she ends up getting the painting and it's hyper aligned. She got the money from a family member the same year that I bought the painting. It was a gift of money to be used to something that she wanted. And so she decided that this painting was the thing that she wanted. And she moved to Vancouver. Somehow she's connected to the year that you, something about it connected to your time frame as well. And so I was like, okay, this is great. So she ended up getting it from you and having it on her wall and it just made her so happy. And she told me when she got it, she said, my inner voice kept showing me the painting every day I drove home from work for a month before the painting got to Vancouver. So she goes, you know, I'd seen it on your Instagram and I never really had any connection to it earlier when you had it just in your life. But once you said it was, um, possible for somebody to potentially purchase it, then she kept seeing it in her mind's eye every day from driving home from work, every day driving home from work. And then the painting ends up getting, but not with our desire to Vancouver. And so she's like, she finally reaches out about it. And then all this magic, she flows and she gets it from you. Okay, cool. That's still magical on a human, regular daily life level. Great manifestation, right? But then I tell her 
you know, no, wait, no, she ends up working with me one-on-one in Welling or something like that. She ends up taking a class and then we end up doing a one-on-one session. And in the session, she has a past life come up. And in the past life, her first vision or knowing of what the past life's connected to, she had a bunch of guilt feelings. So she had all this guilt feelings coming up in her body and said in her voice, is it this life or past life? And it said past life. Okay, so what does she need to see or know to help the other past life? And she sees, she realizes that the life that she was in was tied up on a chair. And she was bound and gagged. So she couldn't do anything and she couldn't speak up or or survive. I said, does the does the human in this lifetime survive or not? And she said, she realizes, no. She goes, there's other people in the room too. And she goes, there's other people in the room, but I'm the one bound. She's not Becca, but you know, her other the lifetime of her soul was bound to the chair, gagged, and then killed. And she felt guilty and she realized as she fell into it that it was a mother that had two girls that she left behind because she was killed before the girls and she left them behind and she felt uh, as the light that lifetime that died felt guilty that she was leaving the girls without her ability to protect them and I realized that was our lifetimes in that whatever concentration camp slavery situation we we were in she was the uh, her lifetime and as a soul was the mother of the two girls and so she died before we did and then I think that the feels like the storyline seems to be that I ended up not I personally but like that lifetime of me was then in charge of taking care of you and the how wild though that her inner voice was showing her the painting the painting the painting to then bring her into our dual you and I to into our worlds, even though it's just Becca and Danielle and Bella just hanging out as females in, you know, 2023, like how wild that she was as a soul, like part of it was releasing the guilt that her other life felt and never needed to feel. Obviously, she had no say in the matter of being tortured and killed earlier than us as lives in those past life situations. She didn't have anything to feel guilty for, but of course a mother in a lifetime might have felt that idea of feeling guilty like they weren't able to provide in the way that they were wanting to to the people that they cared some their children because they were being forced to not have that capacity so did you how much of that story did you know danielle about becca being connected to our wild past life wow uh none of it actually just none of it (laughs) (laughs) just from right now okay how do you feel (laughs) any reactions how's your body reacting um it just oh i yeah i'm speechless i'm just like wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) wild so the beauty of life is that we can keep living in this lifetime and beautiful things can keep happening and unraveling what seems to be horrifically tragic other experiences in other lifetimes, that the consciousness that we are continues on and ultimately can create beauty, even if that scene or that lifetime ends up horrific for everyone involved, that it doesn't have to necessarily even quote unquote, like end in that way, that it can become something beautiful at another time and place in another reality as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, compl- now that we got through that. All right. So, so that's for everyone listening how, you know, last year we've had beauty of life with, you know, Danielle and Jennifer, and then also, you know, me sharing more about the past lives I was experiencing and then integrating and this one. Yeah. Pretty wild because I think it's, one thing to have past lives often with clients I've worked with or the past life specialty trained IVFT people will often 
encounter clients that have past lives interacting with family members or people that they're dating. So that's, you know, kind of more expected. But the idea that you, Becca and I, from three different parts of the world would come together without knowing each other as family members in any way at all or any kind of connection other than the internet and a podcast is pretty wild that we could still resolve a past life that was apparently important enough to the three souls that we are to complete it in a new way, in a more conscious and and beautiful way that we can control. Yeah, it's very beautiful when you think about it from- Okay, (laughs) (laughs) from that perspective. Yeah. Okay, so now aside from that, have you been feeling any other, is there anything left on that story? I didn't know the whole thing about the- kind of the hallway or the fact that you are also encountering these kind of similar energies about doing things right and getting not getting the outcomes of it. But um, since we've last had our sessions, how has life been since May? Um, okay, so since May, the cycles had stopped after um, our last like little messages from each other. And I've kind of was just going on with my life, trying to settle and unpack and create this beautiful space, which it's so, (laughs) still blows my mind, like how perfect everything worked in that space and how it all went together. And I created this beautiful home, which was what I was hoping to create. Um, And work was, was flowing in that sense, like things were all starting to fall in place. And I, um, (laughs) I got this intuitive nudge, um, August. So I had been there for only a few months and I said, it's time to go. And I said, no, <laughs> like no, I just got it decorated. <laughs> exactly. I just got here. Like I haven't even got to like do all the things I wanted to do. And like, I, why would you send me here just to leave again? <laughs> like I, and like, why would you give me all these belongings that I love? And like, like, I don't have the money to move it again, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't work with those movers. That's all I can say. Don't go back to them. <laughs> and so instead, I, I, for some reason, I don't know how this happened, but I only got three days of vacation. So I kept having visions of me being at a pool. And so I was like, okay, I need to go somewhere and lay by a pool. And then I was like thinking about where it was and I ended up in California, which was one of my places. Remember how I had like four places that I was thinking of living? Yes. So I ended up in California and um, LA and I went and laid by the pool and I had this great vacation. And it was so funny when I got there, I was like, ooh, the energy here is definitely not aligned with me as a soul and but I had to experience that and I knew I had to be there for some other bigger mission or whatever it is in life um, to experience this and there was some growth there about mindset as well so like limiting beliefs that I had to move through and it was a great vacation and I learned a lot about myself and my mindset and things like that Um, but I also learned that 
California wasn't the place for me. So I was like, okay, interesting. Um, And so then I came back and I still had this intuitive nudge that I needed to leave, but I'm like, okay, I can shift. (laughs) I can shift my timelines or whatever they say in the spiritual realm that like, it doesn't have to happen right away, that I can buy myself some time until I feel more comfortable with this idea. And so I was like, okay, by the end of the year, I can um, figure things out. I can settle. I can just give myself some more time. And I kept going on with my, um, I guess, life. And then I kept getting the nudge more and more. And then I was like kind of developing like this questioning with my intuition like what my mind really had struggled with this idea and it's like maybe you should just let all this stuff go and like all these intuitive things go and just kind of live a normal life like just let it like look at where it's brought you it, it brought you here and now you have to leave and you have no idea how you- <laughs> yeah oh god you're talking to the choir danielle are you kidding the amount of times i've had to start and leave and give things away and then start over again and then do it again and again you're talking to the choir. No one knows more than me what you feel about having to follow the inner voice around the world. <laughs> right? And it's just like, and you've signed all these contracts and like all these things, all these things that are going to come up because now you're leaving like your lease to your apartment, your internet that you signed for two years. Who? Why did you even do that? Like, <laughs> like. Oh, I get this. So I was just like, okay, like doing the math. And I was like, okay, this, like, maybe I can make this work and like going to talk to my landlord. And they're like, well, anything is possible. Like you can get a sublet. I'm like, yes, I can sublet it and all this stuff. And then I decided for some strange reason, and I was always wanting to do this, get Invisalign. (laughs) 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 Um, And I didn't do it because my benefits covered it. And I'm not like super loaded now, now that I've worked with my inner voice. It's not because of that. Um, (laughs) But I found this amazing dentist and I really wanted to work with them. They were so positive and I loved the environment and everything. So it's like, okay, I want to work with them. And I was like, okay, so my end of my treatment would bring me to the end of the year. And that discussion I was having with myself and my inner voice um, in October. And I had originally agreed that I would stay till the end of the year. And then something strange started to happen in my work environment. Just like weird conversations and weird interactions were happening. And... I was like, well, I can just stay to the end of the year because then my lease would make sense. And then I would just pay the fines for the internet and I wouldn't have to pay back relocation stuff that I, bonus money that I got. And and then weird things started to pop up in my day to day. And I was like, oh, these are signs. They're signs that I'm not meant to stay. <laughs> and, and I... I took that to heart and I was like, okay, if this is what's supposed to happen, I'm not going to suffer. I don't want to suffer um, on the other end of this. Like I'm not going to one, not go back to that life where I didn't have any income because I was choosing to live a career that wasn't nursing. 
And so I just was like, okay, I want to align with this. And uh, so I made the decision that it was going to be at the end of the year and that I was going to align with not problems, but solutions. And it is really scary <laughs> and it has been kind of scary, but then I just keep coming back to, there's always a solution, there's always a solution. And it's interesting because I found movers, I found a subletter, but my building, it's interesting, my building has been the part that has been giving me a little bit of restless sleep because they rejected the subletter. Um, and then came back to me saying I owed them all this money for breaking my lease, um, hmm. which I have spoke, spoke to BC Tenancy um, and they said that is inaccurate. And I'm just aligning to no karma. I'm not leaving any karma. So if I have to pay the money, then I will. Um, but at this point, it's just in a debate between BC Tenancy and them. And uh, yeah, so we'll see what transpires from that. But my inner voice just says, you don't know the answer. You don't know the answer. So I can't pretend I know the answer, if that makes sense. Oh, can I just like give you a huge hug and high five? How wise are you being right now with that situation to know that you're not going to, that you've already made peace, whatever the outcome, obviously you still prefer the highest and best, like probably cheapest <laughs> outcome, but that you're not going to make the other outcome a problem that you've already neutralized either way. Yeah. Instead of fighting or resisting. That's so wise, Danielle. <sighs> I'm so just, I have to just say most people in the planet don't do that. And the fact that you're doing that is just, I just want to say, huzzah, you're incredible. Thanks. Incredible. There was a lot of beanbags that I released with that. And even like, like within this last few weeks, like with the moving, like I know I needed to rest a lot more when I go through big changes like this, I need to really rest and just have alone time and kind of hermit. And I've been doing that. And I've just been like, I don't know if you've experienced this, maybe you can speak to it. Like just laying there and kind of feeling like I'm just releasing energy. Um, it kind of comes out mm -hmm. as, it's weird. It might sound really bizarre, like retching. I don't know how to describe it. And it's- Yeah, like you're gonna vomit. Yeah, but I'm, I don't have to go to the bathroom. I know it's just energy and it just like kind of comes out, yeah. Yeah, that's actually definitely I've seen it with clients. Mine, in, when I was releasing lots of heavier energies in the early times of years of beanbagging, I would get like this quaking through my jaw when I was releasing a lot of heavy energy. And also there was a, a good like eight months of burping. When I would have a beanbag like at a grocery store, my reaction was starting to happen. I would start burping because the energy be coming up in bubbles through my system. And then one day my inner voice said, it's going to be done, the bubble burping stuff. And it really, I was like, no, it's not. It's been eight months of this happening. And it actually did actually stop. Not that the retching thing does or doesn't have to stop for your phase that you're in, but that's beautiful that you're letting it come through you instead of holding it down or mentally trying to protect or project the story that connects to that emotion. You're just letting almost like steam rising off of you. Like you're just letting it through you and out of you. Right. Again, I'm so <laughs> excited for you, Danielle. Like bravo for navigating all of this so beautifully with your, with all the unknown that you're dealing with at the same time. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It, it might sound like a bit bizarre and I know a lot of people um, might look at me and um, 
I think I'm a little bit crazy, but at the same time, I just know that um, to stay and finish things out is not what was for the highest and best for me, if that makes sense. Maybe it was in a part just to clear up that past life. You know what I mean? Like, look out, even if that, even as that's one of the elements that the soul might have wanted to experience through the story, um, you know, that not that that has to be the sole reason that your inner voice brought you to Vancouver by any means, but it's almost like when it's got what it's needed out of that experience and chewed up the nutrients, it can spit out the rest and go on to the next. Yeah. And you're also up leveling, Danielle. Like, remember we said, I told you this when I first started working with you, you were a lot like me in the sense that when we first met, you were spending a lot of time alone. And I said, you know, you can, the beauty of anyone that's listening to this, that has a lot of alone time like Danielle. And it kind of feels like a prison sentence at times when you're alone, like that existentially, like I, I have been and you are, I have been as well. It doesn't feel, I know I'm sure there's many mothers and busy people listening to this going, I wish I had more alone time. I know there's a huge portion of our community that has not as much maybe alone time as they might want to have, but those that have the existential unending, never quitting alone time life experiences or chapters right now, it's such a time of transform. It can become with enough awareness and consciousness, such a rocket fuel for transformation. So you kind of blasted from where you were to Vancouver and even through Vancouver on out to the next and the next. And you've been able to move so swiftly that maybe whatever experiences were needed from that frequency and almost like a band of vibrations that that experience had for you just kind of completed itself because there's more elsewhere in other time space realities for you than staying there and doing it and chewing that experience out more slowly. Maybe you didn't need to. Right. Yeah. And I really believe because there was a lot of questioning from my mind about um, why this all happened. And if I was just going to end up back in Toronto, why didn't I just go there directly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you are talking to the choir. Remember when I, I, I sold all this stuff, went back to Detroit and then ended up back in Australia dating a different guy like four months later. And I was like, why did you move all my stuff from Australia to Detroit only to go back to Australia? <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So what did you get? What's your inner voice say? What What has it told you so far about any potential reasons for going? And I'm sure many people are wondering where you're going to now. Yeah. So it told me I just needed to learn to follow my intuition, um, which I was like, well, I could have did that <laughs> in a different... <laughs> In Vancouver or, or Toronto or or stay in Vancouver. I can still follow the intuition. Yeah, but it was like I needed to have that experience in Vancouver. For some reason, there was something tied to that. And it, maybe it's the past life part of it, but I needed to have that experience away from Ontario, um, which is where I am back now. Um, so... <laughs> what'd you do with all the stuff danielle i just unloaded a ton of stuff on you and now you've had to deal with it yourself what'd you end up doing with it all so there was some things that i sold and i wasn't like in for it to like make money so i i sold some things i've given you could have <laughs> by all means make as much money as you want on that make it your future inheritance <laughs> i sold i gave away for free or donated or shared with my friends um and then 
most of it I shipped back here. <laughs> <laughs> so you do have some of yes. it. What did you, what have you loved the most out of curiosity? Um, oh, I loved so much of it. So, um, oh, wow. The, the things that I have held on to the marble, I don't know why I, like, I loved it and it worked perfect in my space, but I guess I just, my mind didn't want to pay the price for the weight to ship it. And it cracks, as we now know. <laughs> but so many people loved it. And I loved sharing and giving it forward to them. Um, so that was really special for me. Um, but the crystals definitely came with me. <laughs> They're the best. That's the thing I would miss the most too. Crystals. They're the magical things that are irreplaceable in terms of their uniqueness of shape of that formation that took millions of years to make. I agree. Crystals are always the thing I, I look forward to reuniting with <laughs> of any of my possessions <laughs> when I'm away myself. I, that's funny. So the crystals are your favorites. There's some big ones. In yeah. There, if I remember. Lots of big, lots of big ones. <laughs> um, and I want to get some more big ones for my house now. <laughs> and the bed, which is really funny because it's a big bed. <laughs> so it also has come. Oh, did you take it yes, with you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the bed special because that one came from, it's one of the few pieces that I actually purchased with the intention and in the place of Detroit. So there was the Australia stuff, which I fully furnished from a suitcase to a fully furnished apartment in Australia. And then packed it all up, sent it to Detroit. But then some of the things, actually, they didn't arrive right away. So partially, I didn't get things for months, but also things didn't look as well suited to the new place in Detroit. So I was like, oh, I'll put this stuff into a, a, a different property in the future, like an Airbnb. So a lot of what you had was kind of saved and bookmarked for other places. But I got a bed in Detroit for the Detroit space. And I don't think I slept in that bed more than a week or two before I ended up back in Australia doing the same thing you did, going, why am I back here if I just sent it all over there? But that Detroit bed was a custom one that I made. I think I had it designed by one of our old sponsors for the podcast years ago in Chicago, I think is how that's, that bed came to be. But it's a good one. And you got to use it more than I ever did. So I'm glad you're using it. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the bed. Um, and it's so funny because Oh, oh my gosh, I didn't tell you this. So the TV I chose to keep, even though it had a cracked screen, it worked. It definitely was not visually pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. A cracked frame Yeah, TV. <laughs> but it was like, I just used it. I loved it. And um, this real estate person ended up buying it from me, which I didn't think I was going to get anything for it, but it was so big and heavy. I didn't know how I was going to get it out. I thought I was going to have to pay people to, to get it out of my apartment yeah. um and he was like I want to buy that bed for you I'm like nope that's coming with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um yeah funny funny how everything comes full circle um so yeah right now I am currently back in Ontario uh it's interesting because just a few weeks ago actually just a week ago my sister um bought a big horse ranch farm um, because she's a horse vet. And um, so she has been settling into this new space. And so I'm just staying with her here. Um, and I thought I was going to have to just go to Toronto to an Airbnb right away. I just wanted to move really slow and start with finding 
income that makes me happy and brings me joy um, and not, as Einstein says, repeating the same cycles because it clearly wasn't bringing me joy in the end. As much as like helping people heal through nursing um, brought some joy to me, a lot of the other parts of it didn't. And um, so, yeah, right now I'm just going slow. And my sister didn't even know I was, what my plans were. She just messaged me. She's like, I just got this house. You're welcome to stay with me for a bit and you can store your stuff here. Um, And so I was like, okay, I'll just go with the flow and just see where things take me. Danielle, bravo standing ovation. I'm so happy for you. Do you feel like this has been easier? Okay. Given the fact that you've done this now twice, moved across the country. And the first time you were learning the tools that we talked and shared about through the show. And this time you've done it completely, this move back completely on your own without any, you know, sessions every two weeks kind of thing. Has any of the, have any of the tools that we worked with you to cultivate in the beginning, has it made it easier for you to do on your own and make this smoother? and easier? Yeah, 100, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It has really helped me. It helped me, well, one, experiencing it before um, just helps flex that muscle that you can do it, kind of. I don't know how to describe it. I guess that it was okay and it, it um, mm-hmm. you didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? There wasn't a lot. <laughs> we died in the other life danielle not this one (laughs) kicking and screaming apparently if my my inner voice's beanbags are accurate but uh this one we are not dying danielle we're thriving but we and we have lots of pretty things and we get to travel to pretty places yeah yeah um that it it is possible and that Um, Another thing that I really learned from the tools is like, I guess because before we started working, I hadn't, I had experienced not so much of the opposite. So like I had a lot of like pity and like lower vibration feelings and and I was always like, I don't understand like why this keeps happening to me, like low vibrations. And I hadn't experienced like just simple joy and pleasure as much as I had wanted to, to be able to hold that that feeling in my body. And I think like um, with over or with working with you and over the last year, what I have learned is like the differences between the two and how to like transmute the experiences and how to look at it from a different perspective. Um, And obviously I still can interject and be like, well, why with my mind? But but, um, yeah, being able to look at it, like how is this working for me, not to me kind of, um, it's been very helpful. Yeah, perspective. I love that. And actually, Danielle, that's so beautiful you mentioned that because I'm actually going to do, no one knows this up until listening to this episode, but this episode is going to air before, I think it's going to air before what I'm going to do next is I'm going to do, this is a little reveal, I guess, a little leaking of the information. I'm going to do my first pod class. So I'm going to do an online class, but through the podcast 
but as a class, a pod class. It'll still be through the Lively Show, but it'll be four weeks long starting soon, days after this probably airs. And it's going to be called The Friendly Unknown. And it's going to be a theme of the, the class is going to be becoming more friendly with the unknown because minds do not like the unknown. They're afraid of the unknown. They want to control the unknown and they don't know what's going to happen. So it's scary kind of uh, in a Darth Vader kind of way. It's like, ooh, the dark side and what's going to happen. And what you just said is so beautifully um, setting us up for what we're about to look at as a group for anyone that wants to to join us in the pod class and to do that, to re-associate with this element that is always present in this reality, which is the perception in the mind of the unknown and to stop fighting it, but to befriend it. And not only to befriend it, but then to also change the vibration around it, which then can manifest new experiences matching those friendly understandings and connection and matching that vibration. Right. Which is like you said earlier that you said this change was going to happen to call out what you said before. It was so wise is that you said, okay, some inner voice is telling me to leave, but I can decide that that unknown of where I'm going to go and what the path will be doesn't have to be one of suffering, you know, Mm -hmm. that you said it's for you, not against you. The fact that you already could get to that place where that unknown could be a more friendly experience than a scary one is exactly what I want to help more people do in the, the coming weeks on the pod class shows <laughs> coming up. So way to set us up by living it and still demonstrating, you know, the, the step-by-step into the unknown, all the way to Vancouver, all the way back again. And then whatever happens after that, because who knows how long you're in Toronto, <laughs> Right, <laughs> you can end up in Bali in three weeks after that, you know, but then can you stay in the grace of that to serve you? like a surfboard and a wave rather than resist the water that's taking you. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh. Hmm. Oh. Well, how you feel? How do you feel lately? You're feeling good? How's your body? My body has been, been good. It's just been tired. So I've been giving it rest. Um, obviously since being home for it's only been a few days um it's been a little bit busy because of the holidays and my family had a big christmas party for me when i got back um but yeah i'm just trying to like ground and settle and yeah just going from there day by day i love that well danielle thank you so much for coming back on the show and i love that we got to kind of reveal the the past life connection that neither of us had any idea nor becca of course was coming to our lives through the experience we've shared but yeah just thank you thank you for being you thank you for showing up earlier in the year last year and also now to share with us what's going on with you i can hear it in your voice and i'm sure many people have thought the same thought as they're listening to you i can hear the resonance of your voice has shifted because of the emotional beanbags that have gone and the confidence that you have underneath it all is now coming to the surface so much more if you even go back to listen to your voice now and then episodes from the beginning of when we work together i think you'll be able to notice it too it's amazing. Wow. Thank you. And thank you so much for everything that you do and have done for me. Um, yeah. Well, so truly- of course, you're my sister, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the sister I've never met in this life, but apparently knew very well and another. And I mean, you know me very well now. You said that after all this stuff arrived to you, she got all of my like birth certificates and my grandma's wedding rings and everything in my life. So she knew me. She's like, did you say like, I know you so much better now. <laughs> so thank true. you for dealing with that. <laughs> thank you for dealing with my life admin as on top of all of the, the other things that you are, um, you know, sorting out. And I have to say, I love seeing the video. I have it for those that are interested in my reels on Instagram at Bella Lively World. If you want to see how adorable the entire thing, I actually like how the stuff looks in your Vancouver apartment even more than I did in Detroit or in Australia. It was like, especially the sofa you got. I'm so glad that the other sofa was mysteriously removed um, <laughs> so that you could get the cute one that you got because it was way better for your space than the one that would have otherwise arrived. Um, it just looks so warm and inviting and, and perfect for the time that you had it all in that way. I agree with you 100%. Um, yeah, I loved I loved the space and it was very special to me. Yeah. I yeah, just everything. almost, you know, it occurred to me, you know, what occurred to me as I, we were talking as like, just imagining, you know, my love for Bella Vida now. And I talk a lot about that imaginary reality. I just imagine like if we were in some kind of horrific concentration camp type of prison situation where we couldn't leave and we didn't have anything like you're beginning with just the mattress on the floor for months at a time. So if you were just living, we were both living in a very extreme, desperate situation. I could only imagine if I was as wise as I am now as a little girl trying to encourage you to use your imagination to imagine a world where you got to have the house and all the pretty things that you wanted in it. Of course, you wouldn't have thought of the apartment in Vancouver as you ended up having it. But I almost like thought about that as like, wouldn't that have been, I'm not saying I had any, that lifetime had any idea to, to create that idea for a little sister, but just if it had even been so, it's almost like that potential was realized in this life Yeah, through your apartment. Wow. Anyways, yeah, who knows? That just like occurred to me as you were describing it. I was like, oh my gosh, given how much Bella Vida is so essential for me and would be a huge tool if I was ever put into a situation like that in any time, space, reality, I would use Bella Vida so much to find that joy and that creativity and inspiration and, and creation aspect if I was ever resist, uh, unable to do so in one reality to remember I can do it in another. Um and bring the, and feel the joy and the feelings from that other reality in this reality as well. I could just imagine like, wouldn't that have been cute if I was able to have helped you with that? But either way, who knows? I'm glad yeah. you had a great place now. And I'm glad you were able to hopefully make as much money off that stuff as possible <laughs> and bring joy to those that were able to, um, you know, get the free things and that you're taking what you love with you. It's almost like the energy packet, right? Of that life as we integrated it was kind of fully, adopted into that house and now it's disintegrating more and more it's like breaking apart like all the stuff that went with it like the energy mm -hmm. itself is like getting dispersed so things are now in more places than in one place like the container and then in your apartment now it's like all that energy that we've moved doesn't have to stay stuck in in any single formation it can kind of just dissolve away and create new potentials in our lives in new ways right yeah I s completely agree with that philosophy and um, distributing it to different places. Yeah, 
I love it. Yeah. And also on my news, uh, I haven't shared this yet on the show because it just happened today, but I found out I got the visa for London. So funny to be able to say, I've been waiting since May 30th and I applied the first time. Um, It's finally just got the approval today to move forward with that. So on the eve of saying, you know, all that stuff from Australia and Detroit and all those things, you know, went to you and now are out of my life and your life as well. Now I've got my own new apartment to decorate. <laughs> I've been decorating it, let's be honest, but um, the cardboard boxes can start to become, you know, marble tables again. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's also uh, a funny tie to the timing of, of this flow we're having. Oh, wow. So congratulations. That's so exciting. Wow. Thank you. I know. Thank you so much. I know. I'll share more about the details of all of that and how it's flowed. I know lots of people have been asking me like about the a flat that I have and how I manifested it and the visa stuff. And I was just kind of waiting for more developments like this to be able to tell the story in a greater context of what was happening. So it's kind of still in process rather than have share the process of what it was. So now the flow can be kind of explained in a more holistic way, but it cute and fun to know. There's just so much alignment, I would say, even with the other stuff that happened for us in the past life stuff. It was like so many synchronicities right. of timings that that lined up like really magically in, in so many ways that we were able to go, wow, that just happened just now. Um, powerful. I guess our souls are really good creators. And I'm just glad that we're able to... Um, I guess have some kind of, even though we don't, con- you and I don't have conscious connection to who we were in the other life or anything that we, isn't it amazing to have this bond that we don't fully understand in this lifetime's frame of reference, but at the same time has like created all this magic for both of us. Yeah. It's like incredible and it's bringing tears to my eyes. Yeah. oh I love you so much Danielle thank you for coming on the show again and I'm so excited to hear whatever update you have to share with us in the future as well thank you thank you thank you (sighs) until next time may something wonderful happen to you today Thank you.